Life is a journey from one place to the next, always in continual motion. Some seasons are filled with awe and wonder, while some are filled with hardship and pain, each step more difficult than the last. Still, the journey doesn't end. It's always moving forward. You find strength in your feet striking the pavement, one step at a time, as you become closer and closer to your destination. All the while being guided by this still, soft voice that says, keep going, we're getting closer, you're almost there. Man, well, Sunday was truly an awesome day, and uh, I hope you were able to be a part of that. It was one of the, the most special days I think we've ever had in the history of Connection Church, and, and being able to celebrate that was incredible. Um, and, and this is what I know. I know that the best is yet to come. As good as that day was, I know God has more things in mind uh, for us and for his church. He's going to do continue to do great things in us so you can do great things through us. And, and I'm excited to see that. I, I don't, somebody asked me, what was your favorite part? And I said, I don't know. I loved all. I don't know if I could pick one part. I love the baptisms. I love um, seeing the groundbreaking happen. Uh, you saw the kids digging. And I think they got half the footers dug for the, the building on Sunday. Um, you know, I love seeing the flags go out there. I, I did see my name on four of them, but I don't know what that's all about. But it was, it was a great day, right? It was awesome. And uh, we just had a good time. And, and I can't wait to see what God continues to do um, in us, through us, and in this community, through us and other churches, as he continues to reach people and draw them to himself. Um, we're going to continue today in this series called Taking Ground. And I uh, started it last week. We never want this building, we never wanted the groundbreaking to simply be about um, breaking ground and building a building. We wanted it to be, and it's going to be, about us taking new ground for the kingdom. When we started this church, we never felt like we were supposed to just do church. We felt like God was calling us to take ground for his kingdom, spiritual ground, to, to reach people who weren't being reached, to see people come to life in Christ, maybe who'd been around church but never really came to life in him. And, and we're so thankful to see God do that. As we prayed through this and as I thought through that series, the, the book of Joshua came to mind because the first few chapters of Joshua is all about them taking ground. And those are the chapters we're going to hit in this series. And, and today we're going to be in Joshua chapter 4. I'd have to tell you that Joshua 3, really Joshua 1, 3, and 4 are probably three of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. And so we're going to be in Joshua chapter 4 today. Last week we were in 3, um, looking at how the Israelites took their next steps to cross the Jordan. And today we're going to be in chapter 4, um, looking at what happens when they get to the other side. And we're going to go from there. But again, this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I want to read to you, um, just real quick, the first 6 verses, are the first 5 and part of 6. And then I want to pray for us, and then we're going to get going uh, in this message. All right, Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. It says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, and that's important, the whole nation, because I want you to understand that as we get into this, as we take our next steps, we're doing this together. Like Jesus didn't just come and die for the individual. He did die for the individual, but he also died to create a new community. And that's what the church is. The church isn't a building that's going to be built. It's not the building that you're sitting in. Obviously, it's a high school. It's the people. It's the community that Jesus is building through the power of his Holy Spirit. So if you look around, we're, we're the community. We're the whole community. Every person in here who is in Christ, who's put their faith in Christ, is part of this community. And so the Bible says that when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan River, 
We saw how God piled up the water in chapter 3 and they crossed over. The Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. First of all, if I'm these guys, I'm like, come on, Joshua, we just, we just walked by a wall of water. Really? We got to go back out there again? Come on, Joshua. You know, it's like I got to go back out there, right? And get these stones. We got to go pick up rocks again. And so he sends them over. And it's very important why they went to do this according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. And he says this in verse, the first part of verse six, he says to serve as a sign among you. So he tells them to go get these rocks from the middle of the Jordan where they had just crossed, bring them back across, put them at the place where they're going to stay. And he says, this is going to serve as a sign among you. Let's pray and ask God to speak to our hearts. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, wake us up to your spirit. Um, give us uh, hearts that are ready to receive your word, God, and let that word, um, God, just produce fruit in our lives. Speak to us now, God. Speak to us now. Let us see these stones in our lives, God, that you've placed there to encourage us. God, we thank you for Jesus and we thank you, God, for the cross and what he did on it. God, I thank you that you forgive us of our sins. God, you forgive us and you do great things in us and then you use us, God. We love you and we thank you for that. Speak to our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to get you to think for just a moment, just a moment about the most important thing you've ever forgotten. What's the most important thing you've ever forgotten? Um, like, like the other day, I walked outside. I went to go get in my truck. I reached into my pocket to get my keys. I didn't have anything in my pockets. Like I didn't get my wallet. I didn't get my keys. I didn't get my phone. I got nothing. And you know what I did on the way out? I locked the door. Right? You ever done that where you get out there and you're like... I got, I don't have my keys. So I had to go around, get behind the shrubs. I'm pretty sure I was going to get snake bit. Right. And, and, and get behind the, and start knocking on the bedroom window, trying to wake Susan up to come let me in. Cause I forgot my keys. Pretty important to remember your keys. How many of you show a hand, show a hands. How many of you have ever forgotten your keys? Right. You've left your keys. Yeah. Some of you still don't know where your keys are. Right. Um, some of you probably happened to you this morning. How many of you have ever forgotten a birthday? Raise your hands. All right. Ladies, put your hands down. Guys, keep your hands up. I just wanted to see the ratio. That's all. I'm just start checking that out. How about this? How about an anniversary? You forgot an anniversary. How about that one? Yeah, more birthdays than anniversaries. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Some of y'all are lying. And how about this? This is going to take some courage. How many of you have ever forgot your child? On purpose. Yes. <laughs> I see, I, do. I probably wouldn't have told that, but I'm glad you're honest in church, right? And so a lot of us, we've forgotten very, very important things. Why? Because we are forgetful people. And, and this is what I found. The older I get, pushing 40 now, listen, I forget more things. Like I can get up at the office and go to the bathroom and I say, all right, on the way to the bathroom, um, I'm going to go by and get something off the copier. I can go get it off the copier. And then I'm sitting in my office and I'm like, I forgot to go to the bathroom. 
right? And so I forget things a lot more easily the older I get. It just seems to be happening that way. And we're forgetful people. And the thing about it is it's just human nature that sometimes we forget things. And God knows that, right? He knows everything about us. And so in these scriptures, what we're going to see is that God doesn't want the Israelites to forget what he's done in their lives. Because like us, the Israelites were oftentimes forgetful. And when they would begin to forget what God had done for them, what God had brought them through, how God had worked in their lives already, they would begin to go away from God. We're very much like that. Many times we need to remember the things that God has done so that we can get through the things we're going through. Oftentimes we forget how God has worked in our lives. We forget it so quickly. And these memorial stones, these stones that the the Israelites are setting up, these memorial stones are to be reminders of God's past power and his faithfulness that he's already shown them. Because he just did this great miracle. You remember this Jordan River's flowing at harvest, uh, during the harvest season? It's flowing, it's, 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 um, you know, it's not like a little trickling stream, it is um, just... uh, tumultuous right and God piles up the waters and they walk across he just did this great thing he just showed him his power he just showed him his faithfulness his sovereignty that he's in control and now he's saying listen you go get these rocks and you set them up so that you don't forget what I've done and they needed these memorial stones so that they like us wouldn't forget what God has done they wouldn't forget his goodness they wouldn't forget his power they wouldn't forget his faithfulness in their lives and so often we Forget what God's done in the past, his faithfulness, his goodness, his power that he's already shown us in our lives. And see, as these Israelites began to take their next steps, it gave opportunity for God's power in their lives. It's the same thing for us. When we begin to take our next steps, we begin to see God's power in our lives. And God's power working in our lives creates these memorial stones in our life. Like God didn't just do it for the Israelites. He's still doing this. And so for each of us, there are memorial stones in our lives. Listen, there are memorial stones in your life, even if you're not a believer yet. God's still been faithful to you. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. It doesn't mean that God punishes the just and the unjust. It means he he gives grace even to the unjust, those who haven't been made righteous in Christ. This is the thing I want you to see, that there are memorial stones in every one of your lives that shows the power of God and his faithfulness to us. And I want you to see this in the very first one, because I want you to understand that that, that there are three different ways I see in this text that we're going to read today, that these memorial stones apply to us. And the first one is in verse six. It says to serve as a sign among you. See, the first thing that memorial stones do is they're a memorial to us. They remind us of what God's done in our lives. Because here's the thing that God knew for the Israelites and he knows for us. He knew that the road ahead of them was going to be hard. See, see, he knew it was going to be hard and he knew that there would be times when they would become discouraged. He knew that there would be times when they wanted to quit. He knew that there would be times when they wanted to turn back. He knew there'd be times when they wanted to walk away. And so God says, I want you to put these memorial stones up so you can continue to remember what I've done for you. See, here's the thing that I know about us, church, that I know about um, Connection Church and that I know about your life individually. The journey is going to be good, but it's not always going to be easy. It just isn't. If you've lived long enough, you, you know that, right? It's just not always easy. So what do we do when moving forward seems difficult? What do we do? When moving forward in our lives, in our relationship with God, just in life in general, seems almost impossible to keep moving. How do we persevere 
right? How do we stir up the spirit of God in us to keep moving forward when everything seems to be coming against us? This is what God is doing through these memorial stones. And we need to see this for us as individuals. We need to see this for us as a church. That God has done things so that when things do become difficult, we have something to look back at that gives us strength and gives us courage to keep moving forward. In fact, I would tell you this, and if you take one thing away from this message, it would be this today. That I know I'm going to get through what I'm going through because I remember what he's already brought me through. Right? I know I'm going to get through what I'm going through because he's all, I remember what he's already brought me through. I look at his past power. I look at his past faithfulness. And I know that the things I face in the future, God is big enough. God is able. He'll do everything he's promised. And he's able to do everything he's promised. He's big. And I know that God will get me through what I'm going through because I remember the things he's already brought me through. See, we celebrated last Sunday. What an awesome day to see all the things that God has done. All the things that God is doing. But see, after Sunday comes what? Monday. Yeah, it's been like that for a long time. After Sunday comes Monday. And you know what? You celebrate and you're like, yes, God. And then you come back and you go, wow, there's a lot still to be done. And it's very similar to the Israelites. Because here they are. You've got to think about this, man. They just walked past a wall of water. The, God stacked the water up. Have you ever stacked water? No, water doesn't stack. They just saw this great miracle. You know they walked through. You know they got the 12 stones and they put them up. They were high-fiving. They were chest-bumping. They were, you know, they were tweeting. They were Facebooking. God is awesome, right? And they're doing all this stuff. They really didn't have Twitter and Facebook. But, God, y'all are dead this morning. And, and so they, they, they're doing all this. They're excited. They're celebrating. They're like, yes, God. And then they turned around and what did they see? Jericho, right? <laughs> they didn't hardly get through celebrating it. And they realized, oh my gosh, God has won this victory for us. He brought us across this great river. But the reality of it is that we're now, the battles are just starting. Like we're in the land, but now we've got to take the land. And so for us, it's kind of the same thing. Yes, God's done great things, but there's still battles ahead. And when we get into a battle so many times, it's so easy to become discouraged. It's so easy to forget the power and faithfulness of God. I can't tell you how many times a day or a week or a month that I had to go back to the past power and faithfulness of God to give me courage to face the things that I'm facing. But when I go back and I begin to draw strength through him and I remember who he is and I remember the character of God and I remember his power and I remember his faithfulness. I know he is going to get me through what I'm going through because I remember what he's brought me through. And and I just see this over and over again. I'd ask you this question this morning. What miracles, what memorial stones should you be remembering in your own life? What has God brought you through? There's a memorial stone in your life. What has God done in you? There's a memorial stone in your life to remember. How about this one, the cross? Isn't that the greatest memorial stone that there's ever been? The cross of Jesus, man. That God did this. How about the resurrection? I'd say that's a pretty good memorial stone. A dead man, he he predicted his death, died, was raised again. That's pretty powerful. That doesn't happen every day. I think that should be a memorial stone in our life. How about Jesus releasing us from our sin? 
forgiving our sin, taking the punishment for our sin so that we can become free. It's a great memorial stone. Experiencing that freedom and forgiveness that comes through Christ. How about victory over death? How about a restored relationship with God? All of these are memorial stones for people who are in Christ. What are your personal memorial stones, right? What are the things that, 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 that are for you, that God has done specifically for you? See, the fact that you're still sitting here is a memorial stone. Because most of you, I guarantee you would say this, I should probably be, be dead already. Right? Some of the stupid things we've done, we should probably all be dead already. And, and we got these memorials. It just tells us that God is with us, that God is faithful. God is with us. How about this? How about your health? How about something that God brought you through with your health? How about something that God's brought you through with your finances when you didn't think you were going to make it? How about a time in your life when you know that God was with you and shielded you from danger? How about the times when God's provided for you when you didn't think there was going to be any provision? How about the time when God has held you and given you peace in the darkest times of your life when you didn't know if you were going to make it? How about how God brought you through an addiction? How about how God brought you through that divorce that you thought was going to end your life? How about when God brought you through the times when you, 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 you didn't know if you're going to make it in your job, or maybe you lost your job, maybe something happened and you thought it was the end. How about all the times that God's already brought you through, looking back at those times, looking back at those memorial stones, looking back at those miracles that God has done and just saying, I know he's going to get me through what I'm going through. I know God's going to do what he does because he's already done it so many times. And every one of us can look at these things in our lives and different things in our lives that are memorial stones that tell us that God is with us, that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And we've seen his power and we've seen his faithfulness. But how easy is it for us to forget all that God has done? I think about with Elijah. You remember Elijah fought like 400 prophets of Baal, right? You remember this? And, and he defeats them. You know, he, he, they pile up this wood. And, and, and all these, uh, these prophets of Baal, they're running around and they're cutting themselves and they're trying to get their gods to, to, to rain down fire. And, and then Elijah says, why don't y'all put some water on the wood? And, and, and he, they even dig a trench around it and, and they put so much water on the wood that, that the trench begins to fill up. And, and, and then he begins to pray. God sends fire on the wood. The wood is, is consumed and 400 prophets of Baal are killed right there. He kills 400. God uses him to do this, right? Then one lady named Jezebel comes up against Elijah. And what does he do? He runs for his life. Is that not our nature and our tendency? That God does something great and then all of a sudden we, be, we forget the power that God's already shown and the faithfulness that God's already shown. And when the next obstacle comes up against us, we run. But it's typically our nature. We've got to look back at the things that God has done. The memorial stones are for us and they're to show his glory. See, those memorial stones, when we press through and we persevere, they become a testimony to the goodness and the faithfulness and the sovereignty of God. And see, here's the thing I know about God. Four things that I can tell you that, that are just true about God and they're true yesterday, today and forever. Is that number one, God is good. And see, here's the thing. There's always times in our lives that we look at it and we go, is he really? Because when I went through this, I don't know how, I, I didn't experience, I didn't see it. There's been times with all the stuff that my dad's gone through that I've wondered, I'm like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? But see, here's the way I know that God is good. Every time that I begin to wonder, like, God, what are you doing? 
I look at the cross. Because see, the cross, it shows God's goodness like nothing else. In fact, I would say the cross is the pinnacle of God's goodness. And it stands higher than all the other things we go through. When we look at it, the cross and Jesus on the cross and we think about what he did for us, there's no way to doubt God's goodness. But we have to keep coming back to that, to that memorial stone. I know this, that God is sovereign, that he is in control, that, that, that nothing happens that he does not allow to happen. There's nothing that happens that he's not in control of. I know this, that God is also faithful, that he'll do everything that he's promised that he would do. And I know this, that if he is good and he is sovereign, and he is faithful, then I can trust him. And when I look at all that God has done in my life, and if you take time to reflect, you'll realize all the things that God has done in your life. And when we look at his faithfulness and we look at his power, it gives us strength to persevere. See, here's the reality. Our struggles in life do not mean that we're not Christian. They're just reminders that we need a savior. Our struggles in life and the obstacles we face, it doesn't mean that we're somehow weak. It means that we need the strength of God to continue moving forward. And when we reflect on those memorial stones in our lives, as these Israelites were called to do, then what begins to happen is we begin to draw strength for the future from the things that God has done in the past. It's just true. But that begins to stir up his spirit in us. He does a great work in us. Another thing I would tell you, let's read verses 6 through 9 and 19 through 23. I'm going to skip some just for time. Verse 6 says this, that these stones are to serve as a sign among you. He says, in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. In other words, when God's presence went in the river, it, it, it cut off the flow of the Jordan. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua, and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. Joshua set up the 12 stones that he had been, that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are here to this day. I would tell you this, the second thing, the first one is, remember, that memorial stones are given to us to help us persevere as we move forward. The second one is this, memorial stones are given for the next generation. They're given for generations to come. 19 through 23, on the 10th day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, in the future, future, when your descendants ask their fathers, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground for the Lord, your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord, your God did to the Jordan, just what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. And so he's telling us, listen, the memorial stones aren't only for you, but they're for your children. They're for the next generation, that next generation that's to come. They're they're, there to be something that testify to the power of God. And this is what I I want the most for my, my children. I want them to see the power of God working in me. And see, that's the thing that should be the cry of our heart. If we're a parent, if we have someone in our life that looks up to us, the cry of our heart should be, God, do something great in me. Do something great through me for your kingdom so that they can see your reality in me. 
And what God wanted them to do, see, Gilgal was the center of operation for them. It would become sort of the headquarters from which they would take the rest of the land that they were going into. They would come back here consistently. He said, I want you to come back here and I want you to see these stones and I want your children to be able to ask you, why are those stones stacked up, daddy? And you can say, because the Lord cut off the Jordan. He stopped the waters and we crossed over. God did a miracle. He's real. The reality of God is this, that he is powerful and he is faithful. And if you'll trust your life to him, then he'll be powerful and faithful in your life and, and, and you'll get through what you're going through. Listen, son, he's always going to be with you. Now trust your life to it. And see, we need to have that desire for our children. I can tell you this, if we reach the entire state of Georgia with the gospel, but my kids don't know Christ, then I do not consider that I've been a success. That is my first ministry. Not to be forsaken. Dad, that is your first ministry. That is your first responsibility. That our children come to know Christ and that they see the reality of God in me. They need to see us reading the Bible. They need to know that it matters. We need to have conversations with them. We need to have teaching moments with them. We need to be sharing it with them so that they can begin to understand it. Most importantly, they need to see it in us. They need to know it in us. They need to see God working through us. The third one is this. It's in verse 24. The Bible said he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know. So God did this. He, he parted the river. He, he put up these stones so that they could, so that all the world, listen, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful so that you might always fear the Lord, your God. The third one is this, that the memorial stones are for the world. The memorial stones are for the world. So they're for us. They're for the next generation. And they're for the world. So that all the people of the world might know. You know, if everybody that claims Christianity would just take their next steps, pretty soon, all the world would know, right? All the world would know. If we continue to walk in the presence of God and we continue to pursue Jesus, all the world will know. And they'll see the power and they'll see the reality of God because Our memorial stones become a testimony to the nations. They become a testimony that this God we serve is different. When we begin to just take our next step, it shows people that he really exists, that he's living, that he's a God of power, that he's present, that he has a greater purpose for us. There's ever been a generation that needs a purpose, that wants a purpose, that that needs something bigger than themselves. It's the upcoming generation. If you read things about this generation that's coming along, one of the things you realize is that even salary for jobs that are being taken is not as important as having a purpose in the company that they work for. What a greater purpose than the purpose of Christ. What a greater purpose than, than serving the one who created us and knows us. See, this is not a God who was created by our imagination. This is the God who does more than we could ever think or imagine. He's given us a great purpose. He wasn't created by us. It's not something that we drummed up. Listen, this was not a God who, uh, uh, this Jesus is not someone who just had great philosophy or great teaching. He had all of that. This is a man who died, went into a tomb and three days later came out, overcoming death in the grave. He's still working in our lives today so that our lives can become memorial stones for the world to see. You see, because these Israelites took bold steps of faith, 
others were able to see the reality of God, these people in these other lands began to tremble because they knew that the reality of this one true God was now among them. And God was going before them. Isn't it comforting to know that God's already where you're going? Yeah. And then we can look behind and we can see what God's brought us through. And know that because of what he's brought us through, he's going to get us through what we're going through. This is what this great God of ours has done. And listen, the battles we fight and our faith that prevails becomes our legacy. And most importantly, it becomes the testimony of God's power in our lives. And this is all worked out of us. It's worked out of us. So we just follow Jesus in a relationship with him taking our steps, walking with him, allowing him to work what's in us out. And we see these great memorial stones in our lives and it encourages us, it testifies to the next generation and it testifies to the world about the greatness of this God we serve. One of the things that I would tell you is this, if you look at your life and There's not a point in your life. There's not some times in your life when you look at it and say, Jesus did this in me. Then I would have to say, the reality is we probably don't know him. Because the reality of it is, guys, when we meet Jesus, we encounter him, we're never the same. Doesn't mean we're made perfect, but it does mean we're made different. It does mean he gives us a new heart. And that becomes one of those memorial stones in our lives. The day that the grace and love and mercy of Jesus comes into our life is a memorial stone. I still go back to that day when I begin to wonder. My faith seems to become weak. I go back to that day. I'm like, thank God he saved me. And see, of all the miracles that God does, the greatest miracle that we'll ever see, the greatest miracle that we'll ever experience is salvation. That God takes wretched human beings who are sinful and makes them his trophies of grace. There is no greater miracle than God taking people who are dead in their sins and making them alive in him greatest miracle that's ever been done and that becomes a memorial stone in our life the thing I would ask you is have you experienced that do you know Christ like do you know him do you know that God has done something in your heart you have those times in your life you know that Jesus was working in you the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our seal it's, it's the first fruits that we know that God that we belong to God Do you know him? Today, if you don't know him, but you know that God's talking to you, you know that God is drawing you, you know that today becomes that memorial stone for you, that today is the day you say yes to a relationship with Jesus, then we want to give you that opportunity. We we don't ever want to close a service without giving opportunity for somebody who senses that God is calling and that hears the Lord whispering to their heart, yes, I'm calling you. We don't ever want to close a service without giving you an opportunity to say yes to that voice, to that knocking, to that knowing that God is calling you today to take that next step of salvation. 
say yes for the first time to God. So right now, I want to give you that opportunity. It's right here, right now. If you would say, I don't know him. I don't have a relationship with him. I can't say that I've ever really allowed God to work in my heart, in my life. Even if you've been around church, that's what I would say. Today, if you don't know him, here's your opportunity. So right here, right now, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say yes to his invitation today. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Just say yes. I want to know Christ. I want a relationship with him. Have my sins washed away by the blood of Jesus. Here's my next question for you. For a lot of us, we've had encounters with God. We know him, he's in us. We, we can go back to those times when the Lord moved in our heart and God set our heart on fire. But for some of us, that's grown cold. For some of us right now, we're facing battles. You might say, or phrase it this way, that you're in a storm. And what battle, what storm in your life needs to be trusted to be turned into memorial stones that testify to the power of God? rather than allowing them to become these tombstones that simply memorialize who you once were or what happened or what you went through. What in your life needs to be offered to him? Say, God, I trust you with this. I give you this. What do you need to, what do you need to say, Lord, I've seen your past power and faithfulness and now I want you to have this. I'm trusting you, God. That just like those other things in my life that I didn't know if I would get through, you brought me through them. I'm giving them to you, Lord, to turn them into these memorial stones. I'm trusting your power and your faithfulness. This is what I want to do. I want to pray for you. I want to ask that God would just begin to move in your heart, to give you great faith and great confidence that he's going to do what he's promised he would do. That he would give you clear sight to the, those, those things he's already done to give you courage as you move forward. So I want to ask you, today you would say, yeah, I have that battle. I have a storm. I, I, and sometimes I wonder, am I going to get through? It might be something big. It might be something small. It might be something you're praying through. But today I want to pray for you. I want to ask you, is an act of faith? That you would just stand to your feet. Let us pray for you. Let us, let us just begin to agree with you. As the whole nation of Israel cross, we're here today as the whole nation, the whole body of Christ, this local church community. And I know this, that God brings us through the storms. God brings us through the battle. We've seen his past faithfulness. He'll be faithful to us now. Let's hold on to him. He's holding on to us. And trust that he'll get us through. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to us. Let your power fill us, God. Imperfect as we are, God, yet made righteous by Jesus. We thank you for that. We thank you that you made us a holy temple, God. Not anything we've done, but by simply saying yes to your invitation. And God, I ask that now that your spirit dwells in us, that you would stir up that spirit as we look at your power and faithfulness and who you are, God, as we see it in your word and we see it in our own lives, God, I thank you that we can draw strength from that. Jesus, you are powerful and you are faithful. Holy Spirit, move in our hearts and in our lives. 
God, whatever we're going through, whether it's a, a relationship struggle, God, give us strength. Whether it's finances, God, give us courage and strength, God, give us wisdom. God, whether it's loss and pain, whether it's aloneness, whatever it might be, Jesus, give us courage and strength just to continue to step trusting you. Thank you that you still work in us. You still work through us. That you're still powerful. You still raise the dead. And that power lives in us. We praise you and thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.